Darkcast Network. Out of the shadows come the best indie podcasts. Hi everyone, I'm Pat. And I'm Darcy. Just sipping on a glass of water. Welcome to the Pot of Terror. Darcy. Yes. Florida. A nice wedding. All of a sudden, things get suspicious. Guests began reacting a little bit weird to the food served at the wedding. So one guest vomited everything up. Another felt like she was having heart problems and sought refuge in her car where she had a panic attack and thought she would die. One of the groom's relatives started hallucinating and was paranoid that someone she knew had died. Chaos. Absolute chaos. Wow. Guess what happened? Edibles? Brownies. Basically... (laughs) Marijuana in... <laughs> sorry, Mar- South Park, guys. Sorry. Darcy got me hooked, but it's marijuana now. Um, yeah, basically they had... They laced the food. Who did? The bride. The bride and one of the wedding planners. Um, without Without consent. anyone knowing, without consent. And yeah, when obviously the paramedics came, they were like, what happened here? What is going on? And the bride was just like, oh, nothing. We just put like, you know, some drugs in the food just for shits and giggles, just as a prank. Well, guess what? Marijuana is not actually legal in Florida. Was not legal, like recreational use. No, no. So she actually got arrested. She did, yes. No <laughs> So way. she and the wedding planner were charged with um, the felonies of food tampering, which, yeah, yeah, delivering drugs, along with the misdemeanor of culpable negligence. Uh, investigators tested the urine of some of the wedding's 50 guests and at least three tested positive for cannabis. And I'm not going to lie, when I read this story, I was kind of like, that's the shit Darcy would fucking do at her wedding. Never. <laughs> Never without people's consent. No, I know. That's yeah, horrible, Only because it? it's not fair, because you don't know what um, a reaction... I would be the woman in the car having yeah. a heart attack. 100%. Like, thinking 100%. that I'm dying. You can't do that to people. That's not fair. It's insane. Even many times, babe, I've been with people that have done it before, or like are, are regular smokers or whatever, and they would, out of the blue, have a panic attack. Yeah. Or like get super paranoid. Also, can you imagine... So imagine somebody who's not expecting... Food, yeah, that's messed up. And your granny all of a sudden yeah. is trying to jump out the window because she thinks she's yeah, dying anyway. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine the older people. I know it's just or even like kids. whatever. Unless there was no kids at this wedding. Maybe that's I don't know. Maybe it was. was. I don't know. But still, like, why would you even take the chance? I mean, imagine no. if somebody walking past just grabbed a cookie also, or something. Also, mate, I could get tested for drugs at work. work yeah, do you think of that? Do not put that shit in yeah, my food. Exactly. I'm going to kill you. Like... Honestly, Seriously, that's really thoughtless of them. Like, so she's stupid. a silly bride, but the wedding planner lady, like, come on, isn't it your Seriously. job to know things? I know. Just like, like hun, are you sure when this the is a good bride idea? came up to you with that idea? Don't you? Want, <laughs> why don't you Google it and double check that this is okay to do? I know it's so insane. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're not staying in Florida. Let us take you to. Well, let me just start a different way. In December of 1970, two police officers and a doctor entered an apartment in their. Calle Jesus Nazareno in Santa Cruz, Tenerife. Apologies for horrible, horrible Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) The flat was dark as the blinds were drawn, but even so, they could clearly see that the entire place was covered in blood. We're talking walls, furniture, floor, literally everything, just everywhere. The detective sergeant pointed at a lump of flesh that seemed to have been kind of skewered on a wooden stake of sorts, and the, the doctor took a close look at it and explained that they were actually looking at a human heart. Wow. Yeah. A human heart on a wooden stake. On a wooden stake. Just okay, very vampire I know. Mm. Jesus. There were three victims in the apartment, a middle-aged woman and two young girls. The police didn't enter the home by accident because they already had their suspects in custody. In the late 1930s, a young man called Harold Alexander met George Relay, who was at the time the leader of the Lorber Society. 
It was a religious group founded by Jacob Lauber, and they were very, very spiritual. Essentially, anything outside of the group was evil, and they followed some very disciplined religious practices. But they were always a very kind of tiny group, and they never exceeded a thousand people. So really kind of small. Relay claimed that he was a prophet of God, and he was a bit of a travelling preacher. He was quite old when Harold and Relay met. Harold and his wife Dagmar became members of the community and Harold became close with George. And I don't know if I mentioned that was all in Germany, basically this kind of um, society was born there. <laughs> Harold was by Relay's side at his, well, basically Relay's health was rapidly deteriorating. He was, you know, basically about to meet God. Um, okay. <laughs> and when Relay finally passed, Harold inherited two things from him. A small organ and the Lorber Society leadership role. So basically his his appointment as the leader is kind of debatable as well. We don't really know because he was the one by his side, by Relay's side as he died. So we don't know what was said in his final okay. moments. Yeah, and whether he really wanted Harold to become the group's leader or if Harold just basically decided to sneakily take on the role. So he he played, he acted a little bit like Stalin there. He just sort of... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Oh, just I guess it's me now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. But now he was the leader of the Lorber Society in Hamburg. Okay, as the leader, he could communicate directly with God because you know that just gets gets passed on. Oh yeah, the gift once it leaves one body, it just jumps it to just, the next. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now he could communicate with God directly. He told the congregation that the Messiah, God's prophet, will be coming to earth. And when he does, they will have to recognize him as such. And Harold was going to let them know when that happens and what form the prophet will take. So he was the only one who would tell them, yo, this is the guy. We need to listen to him, which sounds reasonable to me. The messenger of God arrived in 1954 in the form of Frank Alexander. Harold's and Dagmar's son. Oh, colour me surprised. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Frank was God's representative on earth, and he knew that from a very young age. He grew up having his every want and wish fulfilled, and no one could argue with him, because he he was the Messiah. Yes, of course. (laughs) Everyone obeyed him and respected him. A child, boy. Always a great call. Even bigger trouble started when Frank reached puberty, particularly around 14 years old. And you're going to hate everything I'm about to tell you. Frank had three sisters, older one Marina and two slightly younger twin sisters, Petra and Sabine. The girls' meets were never really considered because, obviously... Why Eve, would you when you have the Messiah? Do you know what I mean? Who cares who about Who cares them? about the other kids? And mate, also, Eve was born from Adam's rib, therefore the woman was actually an imitation of the man. And so they were given all this and they obeyed. Okay, they were, so one of those. Duh. Hmm. <laughs> That makes perfect sense to me. They even obeyed when Frank reached sexual maturity but couldn't fulfill it with anyone outside of the society because those girls were oh, no. dirty. Yeah. But the Messiah needed to get his dick wet. But he couldn't be with anyone outside of the society because that's sin. I'm scared of how you're going to end this, but go on. <sighs> Frank was fucking his mother and his sisters. Ay, 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 I thought so. Yeah. Are you telling me there was no other girls put in that? I oh, guess no. a small group. I get that. There's not another teenager or somebody appropriate for him. Well, probably no one was good enough for the Messiah because, you know, you often in those kind of communities, you need to keep it as um close to the family as you can. But yes. 
So the family kept largely to themselves and no one really knew what they were up to, but rumours quickly started spreading when Petra, one of the younger twins, started telling her friends about being jealous of Frank and basically she started kind of dropping hints, probably not even intentionally, about, you know, the incestuous kind of relations they had at home, which... You know, people got interested pretty quickly. Of course. The information started reaching the parents who were very concerned about the whole thing. And they got reported to the authorities who also took great interest in the whole shebang. They were like, uh, we're not into that. Incest really does get people's, like, um, yeah. uh, intra- peaks people's interest, isn't oh, it? Because it's so, like, not something you should ever hear or it's just too creepy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you hear... Incest, you're like, what is going on here? Like, it's automatically grabs you. Must investigate, right? Hundred percent, which yeah. is good. Which I is mean, good. Yes, I but guess. Yes. Unfortunately, as the investigation started and they were going to get arrested, the family fled Hamburg. So, God dictated Tenerife. <laughs> oh yeah, he wanted something warm and sunny and fun for them. <laughs> you're spot on. You, you, are you the Messiah? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the gift has passed on. You're the god's whistle. Yes, who knows? (laughs) What happened was Dagmar got her inheritance uh, around that time and the family received an offer to buy land in the Los Cristianos area. And they basically saw it as God guiding them to Tenerife. I suppose you could could look at it that way if you really wanted to. So they changed scenery. But the family dynamic stayed the same, unfortunately. Frank was still the the messenger of God. And they tried to keep a low profile, but they did stick out like a sore thumb a little bit. Because, you know, there was the sound of an organ playing at all fucking weird times of the day. And obviously the the neighbours were like, bro, it's 3am, why are you playing the organ? Do you know what an organ is? Is it the same organ that was given to him by the previous... Yes, it was the same one. The same one. So if you don't know organ, if you've ever been to church, it's one of those, especially like a piano, but creepy. Yeah. More creepy. It's just, you know, and they had this tiny little version of that. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Oh my god, I don't remember there being an organ, was there? I'm pretty sure. Probably. Yeah. Huh. In the creepy, uh, in his room, in the bee. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, anyway. We're not Disney like, people, but yeah, I do remember no. something. But yeah, it's, yeah, de- it's def- definitely a creepy sound. That's yeah, for sure. it's creepy. It's just yeah. like, you know, obviously the church, when yeah. they play it, it's just like, it's supposed to make you go like, yeah. oh, maybe sin. Remind you of your sins. Yeah, <laughs> something. That's what, I don't know. That's just, yeah. The, maybe it's. Some trauma I've got, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> organ is a no-go for me. Hate the sound. Absolutely hate it. But anyway, so that's what they would play all the time. It's just like, bro, really? And then later neighbours said that they didn't even really know their surname. They just kept to themselves. It's just a fucking organ. Yeah. So, yeah, I would be pretty upset as well. Oh, my God, do you know what we did on Christmas Day? We got really pissed in the pub. We got back and we started blasting heavy metal music at like 4pm for an hour. Like really loud. On Christmas Day. On Christmas fucking day. I feel so awful. But it was it, it seemed like a good idea at the time. But no one likes us anymore on the street. <laughs> I just had to like get it off my chest. And I do apologise. They were probably having a nice Christmas dinner. Well, likely. I think that the people downstairs were gone. And like most people in the street were kind of gone. But the guys next door who are really, really lovely. I feel like they hate us now. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what happens. Yeah. Christmas Day. Please do forgive me. It's one day of the year. I don't do it. It's the one day that you guys both, like, have day offs and, and yeah. can actually do something, isn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, I sound like such a you got to do what you want to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we will not do it again, I promise. But there was a family that was in the middle of their dinner and all of a sudden they had... Yeah, I know. This- <laughs> they were fucking, like, I don't even remember what. It was um, Sepultura or something. Yeah. yeah not, not a good Christmas Day kind of choice do you know what i was listening to on christmas day while i was cooking babe oh my god what 
Frank Sinatra's Christmas hits. Of course hits. you were. <laughs> but when do you not listen to Frank Sinatra? That's true, but I was listening to his Christmas hits. Oh. Yeah. You have to play Christmas music on Christmas Day. I know that some people overdo it and they start in November and stuff and it's a bit much. Yeah, supermarkets. Yeah, it's a you. bit much, but <laughs> on Christmas Day, it's definitely Christmas music. Not not in my household, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel so awful, honestly. I feel so bad. I woke up that Yeah. That's probably why I can't sleep for the last few days because I keep on thinking about it, like how much my neighbours hate me. No, don't worry about it. I'm going to have to move nah. now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, sorry. Just I had to. I had to get this off my chest. <laughs> but at least it wasn't all. Okay, good. so your one day um, uh, music was what they did every single day. Every single day in the middle of the night. That makes probably. it the way you put it. It makes me feel a bit better. Yes. Yeah. So basically, organs all the time, all day, every day. On the 7th, December 17th, 1970, 39-year-old Harold and 16-year-old Frank went to the apartment of Dr. Walter Trenkler. They wanted to speak to Sabine, their daughter and sister, who worked there. So it was one of the twins. Okay. Harold put his arm around her and told her, Sabine, dear, we wanted you to know at once that Frank and I have just finished killing your mother and sisters. Sabine took her father's hand, raised it to her cheek and said, I'm sure you've done what you thought necessary. This conversation was overheard by Dr. Trenkler, who, horrified, rushed to the telephone and called the authorities because he was like, is this, is this how family stock? No, it's not. An hour later, the bodies were being discovered, but as we said at the beginning. Mm. Frank and Harold were getting arrested and Sabine was desperate to go with them. She wanted to get arrested with them. The night before, Dagmar, the mother, gave Frank a strange look, one he didn't like. He picked up a wooden coat hanger and started to beat her until she fell unconscious. Harold didn't interfere. He realised it was time. He started playing the organ. It just made me so much more angry. That's just so creepy. So, oh my god. Dagmar didn't resist the beating. She laid down, face down, taking it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. No. None of the girls, none of the women fought back. And it turned out later that the family believed a woman could never be pure basically, because, you know, the sin, the original sin or whatever. You're kidding me, from Adam and Eve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, basically, me and you are absolute fucking harlots because we're women and we could never be pure. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, the devil will possess a woman anyway and only God's messenger, <coughs> Frank, would know when it's coming. Uh, the woman is doomed and the only chance to save her is to kill her before the devil takes possession of her. As Frank was beating his mother and Harold was playing tunes on the organ, the sisters came in to see what's happening because obviously beating someone with a, you know, wooden yeah. hangers. Jesus Christ, ouchie. And we, this is the 1930s, so... Uh, no, this is the 70s now, but oh, it's 70s, still, you know, sorry. the proper yeah, so it's probably big, built, yeah. It's not the shitty plastic yeah. ones from like, pre-money we've got these days. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when the sisters came in, they kind of, they understood, quote, the hour of the killing arrived and sat down on the floor waiting their turn. What? It's absolute madness. It's literally madness. Once Dagmar was dead, he started on his sisters. He approached them from behind and started hitting them on the head. He went to get a hammer because Didems was getting tired. Because, you know, it's easier with a hammer than it is. Coat hanger, yeah, it's heavy. It takes a lot of strength. Especially after you've just killed your yeah. mother with it. It must have taken quite a few... Quite a bit. Quite a bit of time. Yeah. And also some sources say that Harold helped him beat them with a spirit level. It's kind of unclear whether he did or didn't, but it's, you know, it's very likely he yeah. did. Because, you know, he has to help the Messiah out. He's probably bored waiting. 
and playing the organ like oh yeah. my fingers are tired can I just do the you know the other motion now it's, oh my god um, as he went to get better tools uh, the sisters just sat and waited basically for him to come back with that's the crazy yeah they never made any attempt I mean to. it makes sense because they were so from the minute they were born yeah they were part of this brainwash so the fact that they didn't get up even though they knew they were going to die kind of makes sense. But it's crazy, no matter how much brainwash you get, to sit there and wait for death. Yeah. Yeah, and not even a pleasant one. That they, you know, you know you're going to get beaten to death. And they just sat there. Wow. Yeah, it's just, that's how deep it went. Because I feel like, we always say that, but I feel like deep down we have this inherent kind of need to survive. That overpowers yes. everything else. Like, yeah, push comes 100%. To and they didn't have that. They were just like, well, I guess that's that. That the was Messiah power. It's yeah, of the mess. It's incredible. Listen, I'm never, world. never listening to a messiah called Frank. <laughs> yeah. Never. No, no. If it's if it's Frank, he's a fucking fraud. Just run away. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, they never defended themselves or tried to run away. They could have, yeah. but they just sat there and literally waited for death. But they did cry. Not because they didn't want to die, but because it hurt to be hit. Because, duh. When they eventually perished, the men got to mutilating the bodies. So they took... Right, so basically they did take turns mutilating them and playing the organ, which is just something I want you to imagine. Close your eyes and yeah, imagine... Yeah, it's literally a horror movie scene. It's incredible, isn't it's it? It's crazy. Imagine this. A father and son just killed their wife and mother yeah. and the two sisters, and they are taking turns playing the organ and mutilating the bodies. Uh, I just don't understand it. So that's why I believe that Harold probably did help him kill them because if yeah. he has no problem doing all yes. of this, he probably was like, oh, baby girl, baby boy, you're tired. Let me just finish this one off yeah. for you. The human heart we mentioned at the beginning belonged to Dagmar, the mother. Yeah. They also cut out her, quote, offensive parts using pruning shears and razor blades. So her vagina. Ouch. <sighs> at least it was post-mortem, I suppose. Silver linings? They, they both messed up. It's insane. They both insane. messed up. It, her nipples were hacked off and nailed to the wall. The sister's body suffered the same fate, and Marina was disemboweled on top of everything else. Oh. So that was the oldest girl. Sabine, one of the, obviously one of the twins, was at work <clears throat> at the doctor's house. Is that why she missed out on the yeah. death? Yeah, okay. basically. So she was at the doctor's. She was at work. She was just like, you know, she had this part-time job. She was working there. And it is unclear whether the father and son duo wanted to finish the job by basically killing her too, or if they just came to it. I don't know. Yeah. No one knows what the agenda there was. I was Because of how she reacted when the father told her yeah. that, um, that they just killed the mother and the two sisters, I thought maybe she could be like a favourite of theirs or something. But the fact that the other two girls were so obedient, they're just obedient girls. Yeah. They just don't know how to fight back to this kind of nonsense. They don't, well, they're trained to accept everything that they said. It could have been just pure luck because basically Frank just, basically he didn't like the look on his mother's face yeah, that day. Yeah, how crazy is that? That's all it took. That's all it took. She might not even have the like, given why, him the eye. It's probably, was yeah, it was probably, it might not have even been in the look, babe. It might, no. She might have just been walking across the room and sneezed by accident. Yeah. Who knows what set him off. No, he must no. be thinking, he must have been thinking about this for a while and they clearly they were all expecting the day of, what, was, what did you say? The day the, of... The hour of killing. The hour of killing. They were expecting it. He must yeah. have been slowly building up the anticipation yeah. and then finally he came. Well, considering he, he was the, the messiah the, yeah. the god on earth basically so he was just like do you know what? i'm sick of your yeah. shit like, she could have been that she literally like yeah. said she could have just sneezed too loud and he was like i'm done with you yeah i am done with you and the sisters well 
Yeah. Today is the day, I suppose. And then Sabine just happened not to be home. So I don't know if they, if the plan afterwards was to kill. We don't know. We don't really know what happened there. But they were promptly arrested, obviously. Who knows what what was going on through their minds. Um, They didn't hide their crime and they gave the police a lot of details. And they seemed quite confused, almost almost confused, as to why they're arrested. Because they freed the women and they let them go to heaven. So They did nothing wrong. No, it's just like, you know, we just let them, we set them free. What's the problem? If anything, the Messiah did his job. Yeah. It's like, you should be grateful. Messiah Frank. Oh, <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous. It sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> Messiah Frank. Like, yeah, if I get it's not Messiah- very biblical, is it? And honestly, it has to be a mystical name. It has to be. I don't know. No, like, if you're going to get me to listen to a Messiah and to follow into a cult, it has to oh, be has to a be mystical a name, name. A good, strong name. It has name. to be a good name, yes. for sure. It can't just be Frank. It's like having... a. Well, to be fair, John, Paul, all of them biblical, if you want to argue it. But yeah, Frank, nah, not Frank. Yeah, during the trial, both of them stayed silent, but Frank was acting very weird throughout, acting, quote, out of his mind. And if you if you Google this case, the first one of the first pictures that c- comes up is the two of them sitting on a bench during the trial, and Frank literally looks insane, like batshit insane. It's just like eyes barging out of his skull. It really looks like a weird kind of image from an old-timey film, just like train robbery kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's just really, it's insane. Do you think he truly believes that he is the Messiah? 100%. He was born into this family, into this society, and he was basically born and raised thinking that he is the Messiah. I do truly believe that he did think that. But yeah, they were both eligible for death penalty under the Spanish law at the time, but the court decided against this as they thought that they were insane. Which is kind of ish fair enough, I suppose. Um, the two forensic experts testified that Harold suffered from a mental. This is all a quote. We're talking like the seventies here, so yeah. yeah, a mental illness of the chronic delusional schizophrenic based type. Whilst Frank suffered a psychic contagion of um, or an induced disorder, which basically means yes, he was born into this. He didn't understand no any better because he was born into this very strange, you know family. Um, and in the end, they were declared, quote, non-responsible perpetrators um, and the defense of mental insanity was present in them. That makes sense. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, so, it's such a weird, weird case that it actually makes sense. Um, so they were sent to the penitentiary psychiatric case center, care center, sorry, where Sabine wanted to go with them again. Poor fucking Sabine. Just like a lost puppy. She's like, I want to go with them. Let me go. But obviously they were like, Sabine, honey, you should go literally the other way. Yeah. Quite the opposite way. But she will need some kind of help as well. Like she will have to go to some kind of mental facility to, yeah. to reprogram Sabine some of this stuff out disappeared. of her. Disappeared. She, she, you know, they got arrested. They, they got put in that care center and she just had to leave. And rumor has it that she joined a convent and became a nun. But we don't really know what happened to her since. Like, literally, there is nothing. And I hope she managed to, you know, get her life back on track. But honestly, we have no clue whatsoever. And what is the chances of after seeing and going through after what you all went of that, through? Yeah, what are the chances? It's Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want, it's quite unlikely. Unless, you know, specific care. But yeah, she clearly, you know, they just left her to it, which is... Insane. Did she ever visit her brother and, and her father? Doesn't seem Not that, that we know of, but... 
Speaking of them, in 1990, Frank was 36 and Harold was 61, so they were there for quite yeah. a few years, and they escaped the hospital. <laughs> no way. I know, you just did that. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, they did. Um, Interpol issued an inter- international warrant for their arrest, but they were never seen again. You're joking. Mm-hmm. You mean they got away with it? Pretty much. Yeah, so they disappeared. So, you know, it's most likely that... I don't know what's most Babe, likely. Babe, you're not actually. telling me right now that the Messiah, the great Messiah Frank... Is out there. And his father's out there. Yeah, so he was 36 in 1990, so he's an old man if he's still alive. And he's, what, 60-something? 70? So yeah, nearly 30 years ago, so call yeah. it like, yeah, in his 60s. 69 right now, then. Yeah. Yeah. Because Harold... How likely is he? He was 61, so he's unlikely to be alive if he is then. But yeah, we don't know. We literally never hear of them again. We don't know whether they went, went back to Germany, if they went back to Spain. That is If they never ever met with Sabine, because she's off the fucking radar as well. Oh my... Maybe they reconnected. Maybe they started a new cult in the mountains. Maybe they just got... I doubt that Frank and Harold went back to a normal life after this. If they both planned an escape together, How the, why were they? Why in? I'm shocked. Why were yeah. they together in the first place? I'm shocked place? they were even allowed to be together. They should have split them up. They should not have had the opportunity to escape together. They should have been in completely different kind of facilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've done enough damage as it is. Yeah. So we have we literally no idea what happened to them since. They shouldn't, like you said, they shouldn't have even been in the same building. No. Let alone uh, somehow be allowed to communicate with each other. I know. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? It's just absolute bashing, so. But, uh, yeah, you know the Men- Menendez twins, I think? Menendez brothers. Brothers, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, they were not even allowed to see each other. I think even when they were in prison, they were definitely like made sure that they had no con- yeah. you know, contact. And now I don't even think they're in the same prison. So they're not even allowed to contact no. each other, speak to each other. Well, no, because absolutely not. Yeah. In that kind of like crazy scenario, the best thing for everybody is for them to never kind of contact each other. Again. I mean, especially with this it's particular like the same situation. Same with Myra Hindley and um, Ian. They were never allowed to see each other again. Same with like Ken yes. and Barbie murders. And they Don't really wanted to, to see each other, boy. Do not let these people yeah. get, like, even look at each other, even yes. think about each other. And yet yeah. these, these two apparently were in the same fucking room. That's by unbelievable. Yeah. It's insane. For like many years as well. Almost two decades, yeah, Yeah. two decades. It's insane. Yeah. So, um, there you go. Do you know any details about how they managed to escape? No. No. No, But I'm not, I don't think... This case, like, first of all, it's very kind of patchy anyway. Okay, yeah. It's it's kind of borders on, um, what's it called? Kind of like urban legend. It's not, because it has happened. It has happened. We know that. But it's just like, it's so weird and so out there and so bizarre. And we don't really know much. And, you know, maybe if you are a Spanish-speaking person, Google it. And I mean, I did I did try, but there really isn't that much information out And to there. be honest, this was a 1990, and yeah. it wasn't even normal prison. It was mental health prison, yeah. so things are a little bit different. It's probably not as, you know, I don't think they went all Mission Impossible to no. get out. No, I think it they probably, probably came up with a, a clean plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there so, you go. So unfortunate. But that's crazy. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that they're out and about, like, or they I were know. till they died. Or I just it... seem to have this knack for cases where the psychos seem to escape the prison yeah. for some reason. But there we go. You're very welcome, guys, just to, like, make your nightmares even worse. These people are out there. I mean... Having been sentenced. Yes, after what they did to their own mother and, and sisters, insane. or their own wife and daughters. You know, it's one of those weird ones when it literally, to me, borders on... 
absolute insanity like actual i know it's no longer a term but like criminal insanity these yeah. people believed that what they did was right and you can't even really argue that no well especially frank frank you know it's crazy and yeah i, I would like to know what frank thought 20 years having been yeah. in that facility but they you know they did okay because they hid very well we yeah. have no idea where they went no clue it's a crazy story. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. <laughs> but anyway, Darcy, what have you got for us to finish on today? All right. So in, in 1982 in America, seven people were killed via um, cyanide-laced tylenol, tylenol t- capsules. Tylenol is their version tylenol, of... Yeah. Um, Ibuprofen. Yes, basically, yeah. American's version. Leading to an industry-wide tamper-proof seal and a general phasing out of capsules. This event, dubbed the Chicago Tynal Murders, still remains unsolved and no one was ever charged for the poisoning. But basically, this is what brought up the new types of way that things are sealed yeah, and protected. Was medication. This, and this they incident. always say, if it's like if the seal is open, just don't, don't. don't use it. Yes. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I suppose it always takes a bit of a horrific thing to happen. Sometimes before. it does take that for... You know, all the rules that we've got now are yeah. written in blood. Basically. Basically, yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, it seems it's, it's how the that's t- just the, it's just the way. Yeah, the it's just the way the the world works. I guess mm. the way how progress happens. Yeah, people yeah. have to die for change to happen. Well, yeah, but I will definitely be googling this guy, uh, Messiah Frank. I just want to know what they look like. Absolutely, and, um, it's, it's, yeah, I'm curious. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Google it. It's Harold and Frank Alexander. Give it a look. No. Have a good laugh. The dad is like, <laughs> in a way, I, I don't, you can't even. Frank clearly is messed up because he was a whole life. With the told. family, he was. But also, the dad it. has clearly got the same issues because yeah. he fell for the same sort of thing. So this, uh, the family just have some kind of they they don't mentally. Well. I don't know if it's some sort of yeah. religious mania or what it is. Yeah, but yeah, they definitely can't be. Friendly. And oh yes, no, don't underestimate the power of religion and how much it can really. I do not tamper trust with me. people's <laughs> minds. People yeah. have done the craziest thing under the, di- the guys that they. They're doing something right and something 100%, 100%. religious. Yeah. Have you ever, curious question, have you ever met someone that's in a cult or that um, you think is a cult? They don't necessarily think that, but... <laughs> well, whoever ever thinks they're in a cult when they're in a cult. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, I did meet so. this one lady, right? Really? I wouldn't say, like, okay, so um, it was... I don't even know how to explain what she believed in. So she... You'd think it was a part of Hinduism, but they didn't really pray to any gods, but um, uh, they prayed to a particular man who believed to be, like, a, you know, a spokesperson for... Oh, I never like praying to a man. And and they worshipped him and they took care of him. But people around internationally started seeing that he was a fraud, especially in India and stuff. They noticed that he's a fraud, so no one was taking him seriously. But there were still like a, a, a select few people that were really into him, that believed in him and his words, that still followed him around even after he was like, Persecuted. I think he had to leave the country, go somewhere else, and stuff like that. And um, she just randomly, like, I don't know how I know. Don't ask me questions, guys. But um, like, she through like my, some people we knew, we happened to meet somewhere, and she just started preaching about this man to me. And it was it was crazy, and she was just going on about how great he is, and and these beads that she was wearing, and how she saved up like her all her money to go see him, and all of this stuff. And and then she had these two little kids, and I felt sorry for them the most because they weren't they didn't have a normal life, they didn't have a normal child. No. They weren't allowed to watch TV. They weren't allowed to play too uh, much. When you're born into that stuff, I feel and really that's, bad. And, and, and you can see, especially with a son who was a little bit older, I think he was like maybe 10 or something, you can see that he can see the, the BS. 
So he, <laughs> yeah, and he, you can just see how fed up he was with it. So, um, yeah, I hope things are better for them. But yeah, it's, but you can see it in the eyes, baby. That's what I wanted to tell you. When you're talking to somebody who's part of a cult, when they do so deeply into it, there, there's something, they go somewhere else and they like, you, you know, they, they really do think that they're, you know, they're worshipping or supporting a higher power, somebody important. They see him like an angel. They see the person like something different. It's crazy. Mm. You can see it in their face when they talk about the person or they talk about the religion or the cult. They like, they all like dreamy. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm not not into that. No, I am glad. Yeah, never met one. Hopefully never will. Not into that. So stay away from cults. Just if you're going to practice and believe in something, that's why I'm a big believer. If if you believe in that higher power, God, I don't know, whatever it is, do it from fucking home. Safest place. Don't, you know, as soon as people get together to celebrate something like that or cherish something like that, that's when shit goes down. A hundred percent, because everybody (laughs) wants to be the most important person in the room. Uh, Exactly. Everybody wants to take advantage of people. And there's always people who are very good at being cult leaders too. Absolutely. I'm not into that. Yeah. I'm not into that. But anyway, thank you very much for listening today. We'll speak to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Wait, before you go, we would love to hear some feedback. So if you could leave us a review or drop us an email at podofterror at gmail.com or find us on any social media at podofterror, we would love to hear from you guys. Bye.